Okay, I'm sitting here trying to record the season two premiere, and you are still sitting on your ass. You're standing up? Maybe. You know what I was thinking? I was telling you about my mic stand. It's a fine mic stand, but I want to get a headset like like those infomercial guys. I think we could have a much better pod if I had one of those headsets. You know, the really skinny one, like the dude from the ShamWow? That's what I want. <laughs> like the over-ear thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, like, hugs the jawline. But you have to have, like, a really dark, <laughs> a dark dye, beard dye thing going on, too. And yeah, it has yeah. to be, it can't fill your cheeks. The beard has to be your jawline. Tight. Kind of like what, I'm, what I work with already. I'm just, ready for this. But just darker. You, huh. should, you should dye it black, but keep your hair blonde. I've actually dyed my facial hair before, mm-hmm. and as a joke, I just did gave myself a mustache because I can shave off everything except for the stash, and people won't notice because the stash is pure blonde. It is. It is. Is it okay to say it's a flesh stash? It's a flesh stash. So here's the thing: yeah. I got many colors of the rainbow in my face. Yes, because I have my body color along the jawline. Yes. I have my hair color above the lip, the stash. Mm-hmm. And then I have like platinum, like my gooch hair yes. is like on my chin. So you could say you have shades on your face. Yeah. The sh- many shades of curbs. Welcome to Bum Fuzzle. Season two. My name is BRC. Yeah. Season two. And with me is a man who I don't know how he's going to react after I say his name like a Vietnamese deaf guy, Aaron Derby. <laughs> That's the type of <laughs> quick hits you get on season two of Bum Fuzzle, baby. Yeah, we We're need back. to have, we need to have like the, what the uh, Simpsons riffed on is like another sidekick where it's like a cartoon dog with a backwards hat and a skateboard. Yeah. That's what we need. Poochie, right? Yeah, Poochie. Yeah, we can find our poochie. We could do what Family Matters did and just get some random black kid who's like gives Uncle Carl shit all the time. Yeah, I would love if we had a random black kid. <laughs> that would be. I think that would fucking be the best if we had like a, maybe a seven or eight year old black kid that was just like, "What are y'all even talking about?" and just <laughs> laugh track. And that's. You know what? We could just have we could just record a little black kid saying that, and then the laugh track behind it, and then we could have that just be on a timer every five minutes. I've already figured out his catchphrase. It's yeah. Where y'all going with this? Yeah. <laughs> where y'all going? With this? Where y'all going with yeah. this? I'm having wait, trouble seeing. I'm having trouble seeing the cul-de-sac on this one. Yeah. Where you coming from? <laughs> I love it. I'll, I'll go to my local church and uh, find one. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, Aaron, welcome I mean, back. Welcome to the season two premiere of Bum Fuzzle. Yes, we yes. we all went on vacation, just like any very popular program does. Yes. Yeah, they take a writer's hiatus. Yeah, because we got we can't keep up. We yeah, can't keep up. We've been I, doing this for six months. We had to take some time off. Yeah, you guys should know that we just slave away at this when we're not recording. It's <laughs> draining. Yeah, there hasn't been a there hasn't been a single 
single episode where we've decided to what we're going to talk about five minutes beforehand. I it's assure never you, never the day of, never, 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 never. and we had, and we've never decided last minute if we should or shouldn't record. And That's also, never happened. He, we've never texted each other. Hey, have you been in the dock yet? <laughs> on the day of because we're always in the dock i'm sorry but my homepage is the dock yeah it's my desktop wallpaper it's just w- a screenshot w- of w- it dot the doc.com yeah go there and add some notes and we'll just say whatever you say verbatim like uh ron burgundy go yeah. fuck yourself but san diego dock with a k d-o-c-k yes. like a dock for boats it's people you know how it is Yes. Did you hear that the guy there's a guy who owned like France.com and then France somehow swindled it from him and now he's suing France? I know what that's called. It's called cyber squatting and um and there's he's a been squatting on it since like the nineties, which is hilarious to know be like, Yeah, I own France.com. Did I talk about this on here? Chris Bosch was the guy that actually took this to court and made it so that that's illegal, that you can't cyber squat on certain names. Someone should. Yeah. Because people, what people were doing was they were looking at uh, high school basketball prospects that were high up and stealing their domain name and selling it back to them. That's super smart. I one time tried to buy AaronKirby.com and the person asked for, holy shit, Bianca Belair just beat Candice LeRae on NXT? God damn, they're going to do the same story as her husband. All right, uh, I tried to buy AaronKirby.com and the guy offered me $16,000 to buy it from him. And I was like, fuck you. They ain't going to be a successful Aaron Kirby more than I have been. Aaron Kirby. It goes to a real estate thing now, I think. Where's Kirby, it Real Kirby Realty Incorporated. Yeah. And he doesn't have a picture of him with his arms crossed on the front page? Yeah. You did it all wrong, sir. I know. And if... Uh... You go to therealkirby.com. Oh, look, it actually, the site can't be reached. So you guys can go buy therealkirby.com instead of be a weirdo and have it direct to your site. <laughs> you Passive fucking, <laughs> fucking weirdo going to some open micers fucking website in Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, what playing- are you doing we were we were just playing catch and you just fucking went full force like quick pitch to my face (laughs) that 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 was pleasant so yeah uh aaron just asked a question which i think is just something that we should definitely segue into now aaron kirby what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing Dude, I have been up. I have been doing lots of shit. I've been getting deep into God of War. It's been so long. I'm not sure if we've even talked about God of War yet. No, we haven't. It's phenomenal. I've been going at it in probably this most snail's pace I've ever, besides actually Far Cry, because it came out a week before. I'm taking both those games very slowly. I've been very busy because Ooh. I've been traveling a little bit. But Am God I, of War? Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, hold on. Keep You can keep talking about God of War, but I just want to ask a quick yes or no. Am I rubbing off on you where you're trying to be more of a completionist when you're playing these RPGs? No, not at all. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> not in the least bit. I just okay. have been busy. And so... And I've told you about the light situation in my apartment, right? Because I can only play really at night. Yes. So it's just been, Chelsea's had a lot of days off. We've had some people in town. We've been out of town. I went to St. Louis because I really wanted to go to Bush Stadium. Mm-hmm. And I finally got to go. I went on Tuesday. 
I had a great time. I drove there. I rented a car. And then I got to go to Bush Stadium. And coincidentally, they were facing the Chicago White Sox, which has to be the least exciting team for me to see at this point because I've seen more White Sox games in my two years in Chicago than I ever needed to see in my entire life. They're the most uninspiring, boring team in the world. Juan Mercado is pretty good, but I was just so mad. I was like, it could have been any other team. Like it could have been literally any other team and I would have been more excited for them. So same market teams. Do you think the White Sox are the most neglected team or the LA Clippers? Um, I you know, honestly, I'm not sure if I can really speak to that, but I would figure it would be. It can't be the Clippers because they had a run. I mean, the, the Lakers, White Sox have the Lakers. Had a run are, the in Lakers. A while. The Lakers are like the Yankees of the NBA, though. That's true. Yeah, I figure. Yeah, but the thing is, the White Sox have won World Series. I would say the Clippers. I would say the Clippers. Definitely not the Mets. I think the Mets have actually a pretty strong following. The Mets have a great following. I actually like yeah. Met fans quite a bit, but not, they're not as much. As they I are like. monsters on Twitter, sir. Like whenever <laughs> I see a Met uh, trending, he it's someone getting literal verbal diarrhea on their face. It's ridiculous. And Mets, yeah. we'll talk about Mets later. But Matt Harvey just got it's it's crazy. But yes. uh, love Cardinals fans. I've always loved Cardinals fans, and I know in the past couple years people have gotten kind of douchey because they've gotten everybody's been kind of proud of the Cardinals fans being supposedly the best fans fans in baseball. But when I'm sitting in St. Louis in Bush Stadium, watching people behind me, in front of me, and to the sides of me talk about only baseball for the entire game, let me tell you how much of a boner that gives me because it's everything I wish Safeco Field was. Because nobody actually pays attention to the game at Safeco Field, and nobody knows what's going on. Like I was sitting there fighting back a boner when these guys were debating if they should move Matt Carpenter down in the lineup in the second inning and I was just like oh this is oh this is great and I'm not sure if it's a product of them not having a lot of pro teams because they only have a hockey team but Bush Stadium was incredible the on a Tuesday it was just full and it was against the White Sox which is arguably one of the worst teams in baseball and it was still full I got to see a leadoff home run and I got to see a walk-off by Yadier Molina who I got to explain to my wife that he's their Felix. So I was like, this is this is their guy. Like, this is their Felix Hernandez. And then he got to have a walk-off, and we got to jump up and down with Cardinals fans. It was so much fun. I thoroughly enjoyed the city. The arch is way taller than you think it is. I thought it was going to be some safe, uh, some Space Needle bullshit, but it's like 60 stories. It's huge. Favorite visiting baseball park, all, all things considered? <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably one of the, I think, man, because there's some favoritism with Safeco. If I take nostalgia out of it, I think it might be the best ballpark I've been to. And I haven't been to all of them, but I've no, been to some really be time consuming. I've been to some really nice ones. Yeah, I got to go Giants, unfortunately. For, and that's for one aesthetics. I haven't been to. That's yeah, one but, I just have. I That's on my list. I got to go. But they have fans like Safeco where it's like. It's like this. It's like the scene, not the game. You know what I'm saying? The Cardinals was the game. It blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I I got into St. Louis at one. I went to Pappy's Barbecue and had a fucking amazing uh, burnt end sandwich at like two. I went to a P A R K. 
I can't say it because my dogs will bark if I say it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I went there and then I went to a brewery and then we checked in at the hotel. Then we went to another brewery and then we ate a bunch of food. I ate this great crab dip and then we went to the game. And then after the game, I ate uh, nine, I think, uh, raw oysters on top of all the indulgence I had all day. And then at 6 a.m., I was puking so bad that my throat started to bleed. That's what I've been doing. Your thoughts? I think you kind of set yourself up to do that. Yeah, no, 100%. But what are you going to do, you know? Yeah. Like, I love oysters. I just didn't think about it. And I was like, I'll be fine. But they were these big fucking Louisiana oysters that were just huge. And they they pride themselves. The only reason we went is because they get shipments every two days. And it was Tuesday. My rule is no seafood in the Midwest on any day beyond Thursday during the week. Yeah, I've always followed that if it's landlocked, I'm not buying shit that's in the ocean. That's probably what I should go do. <laughs> that's just always been my. It's worked for me in Chicago. Festivals. I just think I, if I would have gone there with an empty stomach, I think I would have been fine. But what have you been doing? Yeah, you've covered a lot. Um, okay, so what season two, doing, baby, season two. Um, so what's I'm gonna I'm gonna take some ownership. I didn't even plan on doing this. I'm the reason these podcasts. This podcast went on a brief hiatus. <laughs> I'm the reason because I had Was to go to you? San. Yeah, I had to go to San Francisco and I had to go to New York City um, oh. for two back to back work birthday, trips. baby boy birthday, baby boy birthday. It was just a hectic two weeks. It's kind of crazy to think that I've literally logged ten thousand miles, dude. How long has it felt since we last recorded? Dude, like a, how long has it felt since I've had a like formal fucking conversation with you? Yeah, it's been a while. We've been playing tag for a little bit. Yeah, just because we're both busy and like what your work schedule is versus mine and just the travel and everything. But yeah, I'm back home. Um, I will say, just unprovoked to make it a point of conversation. Um, I don't like either of those cities. <laughs> San Fran or New York? Yeah, I I see that. Yeah. I'm just a very, I just realized more and more, like I was driving home tonight, dude, and um, yeah, it was 7.15 now when we were recording, so it was like 6.40, 6.45, and you know what Seattle's like, like when we get near the summer, like the twilight of the evenings, and I look to my right, and there is just a sea of green, like over this bridge I was going over, then I could just see from Bonnie Lake to downtown Tacoma, and it was just green to that and beautiful in my head i'm just like why would i ever want to live anywhere but here (laughs) like i i seriously think that that's a shot what i just described that people would use as like a scenic view in like a movie like fucking patch adams or some shit and that's in my backyard so i definitely have some incredible gratitude for the state that i live in there's no prettier place in the world than washington if anyone ever has an argument uh, against washington being like naturally aesthetically gorgeous come walk my dogs with me at seven o'clock at night during the summer and try to hold that (laughs) thought it's just there's nothing like the evenings when it's warm here It's it's incredible yeah, it's just flying it's just, in is just a trip. Oh my god, I need to it's send not you this like video flying in I anywhere else. I mean, maybe Portland and Vancouver, but I mean, those are all within X amount of miles of each other. Yeah, yeah, it's just nothing beats it. Um, so you know, just very grateful to be home. Very 
you know, we, I don't have to tell you, well, you're in Chicago, so you kind of do this too. You really pay your dues to live somewhere like here because it gets so dark and gloomy in the winter. And when it, it finally comes out and like the trees start blooming and everything, there's just nothing like it. Dude, so. it's so we, a common theme of this podcast has been that winter hasn't ended in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know that there is one month left in spring and winter ended about three days ago which is awesome. It was 70 Mm -hmm. degrees all of a sudden. But people in Chicago think they're like, yeah, we'll see, you know, Seattle, it rains all the time. It's like, I will take 40 degrees and 45 degrees and raining over the bullshit fucking Halloween until the beginning of May winter. You guys put me through. It was horrible. Yep. And ready, everyone, for those that aren't from here, it doesn't rain all the time, actually. <laughs> it's no, just, it's just kind of wet sometimes. Yeah, it's just there's no humidity, so it kind of just drizzles. We're not even in the top 10 in rainfall year. So there you That's go. Great. You're just in a cloud. As far as air, uh, pieces that I've been indulging in, a little God of War, haven't really been able to do that, but I, I was streaming in the HBO app or reviewing it or just scanning it, and I saw that Westworld was coming back, and the wife and I were sitting on the couch and she's like oh you're gonna watch that i i kind of abandoned season one i was like i would love to go back and watch it with you just because it's such a rich context show as far as the different plot lines you need to follow and we started episode one we finally got through season two as far as what's aired and i gotta say i am more of a westworld fan than i am a game of thrones fan i think that that show is Probably one of my favorite shows on TV. Um, you definitely can't have your phone with you when you're watching it because you will get lost like that. But just everything that that show does and, and what it's doing in its second season, I think it's phenomenal. And I could go as deep as I want, but the recommendation I would give to everyone is if you are watching that show, um, Aaron and I are self-admitted ringer podcast dorks. There is a series that they have called The Recapables, and they have a, a feed specifically dedicated to that show. And I got to tell you, it is incredibly helpful because it helps me with all the areas that I miss. So I love that show. I think that, that what it talks about in that show are actually ideas that are closer than uh, what people realize as far as like... I don't want to get into it because I feel like anything that I would say would spoil it. But I think that that show is wonderfully done. And if you got if you let go in the first season, I would I would suggest I would be it would be I would behoove you to go back and try again because season one I would say is more of a prologue as far as what the actual story is. Like that season is setting up what that series is really about. Interesting. So. Okay, because I'm one of the people that... I, I We've talked about my attention problems uh, mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, lost me in episode two. I was like, I have genuinely no idea what's going on. And that's because I'm not paying attention the whole time. So I've been did meaning you, to go back and check it out. Did you watch Heroes, the show Heroes by chance? Yeah, I'll put season one of Heroes against any season of anything. Okay, so that's, so that's why I think I like Westworld is because I was a Heroes fan. And the reason I liked it is because there is always like a mystique to it and more to be revealed. Westworld's very similar in that way. Okay, I love that. I love that. Big yeah. fan of that. Uh, I also think that the podcasts, like you like the Recapables, I feel like it's perfect for 
a show of that like level of intricacy because mm-hmm. there's like what's his name fucking chris hardwick has made a career off of recapping these very intricate shows like a breaking bad or a game of thrones yeah and he's a fucking have, millionaire for just talking about something that just aired which and is i think crazy. that's add even more enjoyment to it because you yep. one of my favorite things like when watching wrestling or watching a movie is i'll go to reddit and watch like the post thread where it's like people catching stuff that i won't catch oh yeah and just Great. like the theory stuff i'm a big fan of the theory love stuff. that stuff yep and a uh, big shout out by the way on what are you doing i started listening to house of carbs on the ringer and uh big fan if you guys like food it's very fun it's weird to think that a podcast about food will be fun but the the host is very engaging and he's very, very funny. And I think it's a great listen. So you guys should go check out House of Carbs. Actually, that'll be your homework. Listen to right. an episode of House of Carbs. Would you want to pick a specific one or just the most recent? I've just joined in in the last like three and I've enjoyed the hell out of it. So just choose any, really. Okay. I'm on it. He keeps calling Bill Simmons the pod father and he calls everyone his hungry homies. I love it. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah, he's <laughs> dude. He's great. He's he is great. And now David Chang was on there recently, and he's gonna have his own podcast. And I'm a big fan of the chef David Chang. If you watched Ugly Delicious mm-hmm. on Netflix, that series is awesome. I definitely have a hard time with the idea about a podcast that's about food, but I'll but give it a go. That's why it took me so long to listen to it for that same reason. But I think it's fun, and I think it's dumb, and I don't think they take themselves seriously enough. Because mm-hmm. it's not like it's the, like the, with the podcast that got me into it was they were ranking the NBA playoff field, but as exposed to playing basketball, they were ranking the food cities, and they did like a whole bracket on the food cities facing off of who the better food city was. Very fun. Okay, I am going to listen to it, but I just checked the feed, and the latest one is him talking about bourbon, and I could give a shit about that, so I'm going to watch the other one that has to do with dining with children in restaurants, which is right up my alley. Oh, you, that one's fun. Okay. Listen to that one. Okay. Yeah, listen to that that one. What else have you been doing? You been doing anything else? Yes. Um, So I am, sometimes I feel like, the things I talk about on this show are just my effort to throw things into conversation to make me look like a better human being than I am. Yeah, yeah, but, 100%. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, to continue the fitness regime, I was sitting actually on the shitter in Lincoln Square in Bellevue. And Hell I yeah. said to myself, I'm really fucking bored at the gym. I just go there and I do the elliptical and I can listen to a co- podcast comfortably and I don't think that I'm getting the results that I could actually get. So I went to the app store and I searched fitness and an app that came up is a Kilo app. And that is a uh, fitness app that focuses on HIT, which is high intensity interval training. And it sets up daily programs for you that you have to do. And that's good for the keto diet, by the way. High intensity? That yeah, makes sense. It, yeah. Interval trainings. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. I thought so, this said keto app in our doc. No, 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 no. Just, just kilo. But I'm obsessed with it. I've gone every single day to the gym this week and I've looked forward to it. And the workouts have been incredibly tough. Um, it's pretty expensive. It's like $80 a year. And I'm just doing the trial that gives you two weeks to do so. But it's just, it's like I have a trainer in my pocket and I don't have to pay for a fucking trainer. And there is a level of accountability to it, but I can say like, I already see the results from this app um, and just the the amount of 
uh, calories I've been able to burn and record has just been great. That's so, dope. I I highly recommend it. I've gotten two other people on it. Hey, are you in the best shape you've ever been in? Maybe. I think you're based upon how hard you've been going with your diet and your workout. I feel like you are. It could be now, but I also was in incredible shape when Jessica and I started dating. <laughs> and then I just turned into a fucking waterbed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I plan so, on, once I get Chelsea all super Pragers, I plan on turning that around so I get look real good when that baby comes out. Yep. So I'm going to check something real quick. Enjoying it while it lasts. Yes. Bear with me. I should have done this. Um, da, 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 da. Nope. Never mind. Good. That was false. I was going to make that your homework to try that out. Speaking of homework, I did the homework you gave me. You want to talk about it? Uh, yeah, just let me do this. Hey, Aaron, are you ready to turn in your home? If you did your homework, then say I did my homework. I did my homework. I did my homework. And if you did your homework, then say I did my homework. I did my homework. I did my homework. I want to do a good job. Work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just had to do a bookmark. Uh, all right. So... <laughs> You told me to watch Brockmire, which I've been told by my sweet uncle, Joseph Muldoon, to watch for about a year. Yes. And uh, now I can share it with him, even though he's begrudgingly trying to share it with me because I finally watched it, but I didn't do it because of him. I did it because of you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I love Brockmire. Holy shit, do I like Brockmire. I was actually just watching the most recent episode right before we started. I want to hear everything you have to say in your own words, but I just have to ask you. Does it give you that fuzzy, comfy, comfortable feeling of nostalgia like watching old Simpson episodes like it did for me? It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really, really good. But it's 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 like like Simpsons was funny and it Simpsons was great. And I, it's one of the best shows, comedies on TV ever. But it does such a good job with other emotions mm-hmm. because like no spoilers at the end of season one. I was like, dude what come on Brockmire like dude like no no don't do this and then now just in the latest episode I think the latest episode made me feel any more than anything I felt the entire series because it was all about his assistant and the relationship that they've had and the relationship his assistant has with his family oh it's it's really good but at the same time it's he's just this gross disgusting despicable human being but he's got such a great goddamn voice and he talks about it in such a formal way mm-hmm. where like he's talking about what true love is and he's like has have you ever been sleeping with someone and they put their finger in your butt and you just kind of invite it <laughs> <laughs> it's just little lines like that where you're like that's great he's just it's so funny the ramblings he goes on in all the games and the fucking line he has i'm not sure if you've seen the latest episode but his uh Assistant tells him that he has the number three podcast in the world right now. And he just like laughs. He's like, why don't you ask Mark Marin how my ass tastes? Which is just (laughs) (laughs) funny on so many levels because they're on IFC, which Marin like is a key part of IFC. Yeah. (laughs) And that reminds me of Simpsons where they always shat on Fox, but they were on Fox. (laughs) Yep. Oh my god. Why don't you ask that Mark Marin how my ass tastes? That's fucking 
it's and dude, the way he delivers it is only the way that Hazaria can as Brockmire because it, it it's just be- like it sounds just uh, it's f- go check it out. You can watch season one on Hulu. It's on IFC. It's on most your on-demand services. It's probably quite- the mo- probably the most underrated show right now, wouldn't you say? One of the most underrated shows right now because it's one that I'm surprised. So shout out to Joseph again. Joseph Muldoon told me to watch it a long time ago. But him being Joseph Muldoon, I was like, I'm going to take this with a big fat grain of salt because you and I definitely aren't watching the same type of shit. And then you brought it to me and I was like, oh, okay. But I'm actually surprised how few people brought it to me because I feel like if any of my friends saw it, they would think that it would be right up my alley. Dude, I just stumbled on it accidentally. I was like, Hank is area and they talk about baseball. Like, I at least have to give this an episode. And it was just, I great. couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it fast enough. It was great. I loved it very much. It was great. Um, speaking of comedy, you had me listen to the podcast, A Very Fatal Murder. Um, it was just, it was the best podcast I've heard in three years. It's so good, right? <laughs> it's so perfect. And it the uh, it's an Onion podcast. And for those that don't really follow The Onion, what The Onion is good at is they the best way I can say it, at least how I reason I like the onion is that they make you realize that how stupid things are that you just look at in passing. Like you're like, oh, that's actually really stupid. Like they had a they had an uh, article, uh, the headline the other day that was like. Mom on welfare only mildly affected by fast food study. <laughs> it's just like little shit like that that I'm just like, that is amazing. Um, and this is about a murder that happens. Well, I should back up. They're looking for a murder, right? They're trying to find a murder so that they can record about it. And the whole premise is that he's trying to quote unquote solve the murder. And it's just a bunch of fucking onion jokes like one of the things he keeps saying is that i can't believe the police chief tried to solve this without a podcaster just like <laughs> that level of like narcissism that just makes it so funny um it's in okay so if you guys are on the fence because it is a series the episodes are 10 fucking minutes oh, whole series is an hour i knocked so it like, out on a commute yeah it's just it's the most consumable thing so and if i've you, listened to it like three times since because yeah. you miss so much. Because oh, it's I've rewind- so I, I, quick. Yeah. I had to rewind. I had to rewind. And I was si- <laughs> I was sitting in my car, laughing by myself out loud at how funny it was. Dude, it was. I felt like a maniac on the bus because I was cackling. Yeah. It. My favorite. I was on. I remember I was transferring from the subway to the bus, and I was walking up the stairs from the subway at the thirty-fifth line red line stop, and it was in I think episode two where he's interviewing the girl that dies parents and then he has the mom read an ad and then the coupon code was the yeah. girl's name yep yeah and the mom just starts crying yes oh oh but the but but that's that's all great but he's interviewing her about the murder and he's like oh yeah can you read this ad yeah, it's so good. He like hands her a piece of paper. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Guys, gotta go watch or listen to it. It's great. You have to. So I forgot what homework I gave you. Already. 
What did I give uh, you? You said I had to do something. <laughs> oh, House of Carbs. You're gonna you're gonna listen to House of Carbs. I'm gonna listen to House of Carbs. Boom. And let's see. Okay, actually, there's one I've been wanting you to do for a long time. It is a music one. Music one. And I want you to listen to the album uh-huh. by the Uncluded. Uncluded? Not included. Okay. And the album is called. I'm bringing it up right now. What type of music are we talking here? Hokey Fright. H O K E Y Fright. All right. What type of music are we talking here? Just so I can be prepared. It's uh, it's not it's not able to be explained. Sounds like the shit I like. They have a whole song where they just talk about sandwiches. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> So it is very bizarre, and it's an experience, and I just want to hear your opinion of it. Perfect. Because it's not, it's not, I don't, I, it's unfair to put it in a genre. All right. All right. Sounds weird as shit, but I like it. It, it definitely is. Sounds weird definitely as is. shit. All right. Okay. You so ready we don't for have- some breaking news? Yes, but why don't we do this as an ad? Everyone go listen to the Silent K podcast. That's Jimmy Nip's podcast. Everyone go listen to Baseball Guy podcast because that's where Jason Churchill talks about baseball. It's baseball really good. things, you dummy. Baseball things. Base- baseball things. He fun. should do a solo pod called Baseball Guy. Yeah, Baseball Guy would be dope. I want um, Churchill to slowly descend into just his own version of Brockmire. Um. Yeah, that would be good too. And That'd then DJ good. streams at um, Mighty Mouse UFC on Twitch. Yeah, baby. Yeah, check out the Silent K. They're chugging along, asking questions on Twitter. Check out Jason. By the Churchill. way, the fact that those motherfuckers have actually continued to get questions from people is yeah. What the fuck the most, are they doing? <laughs> it's that's like <laughs> the most impressive thing. <laughs> like that they're fucking having no problems having a question based podcast. It's super annoying to see how well they're doing with it yeah <laughs> and you guys should definitely give it a shout give it a listen see if you like it i don't know put it in your mouth chew it around if you like it the taste you know mm-hmm. suck it down if you don't spit it out do what you want to do yep breaking news uh mm, joey go you break it because i think i said the guy's name wrong earlier Okay. Oh, so it's not really breaking news. It is breaking um, news. It's coming across the wire. Okay. So Obi DJ, just handed me a piece of paper. So those that don't know, DJ Khaled is a is a, in the hip hop game, uh, and it was brought out today in an interview that he refuses to perform oral sex on women. Refuses. Refuses. In quotes, a woman should praise the man, the king. If you holding it down for your woman, I feel like the woman should praise and a man should praise the queen. But you but you know my way of praising is called haha how is dinner? You like the house you living in? You like all them clothes you getting? I'm taking care of your family. I'm taking care of my family. You know I'm putting in the work. Uh, Jesus. Then he said was then asked to clarify if he meant he wouldn't perform oral sex on women. Nah, never. The Weight Watchers spokesman said, <laughs> <laughs> how, how do I fucking keep going? 
Oh my god. I don't do that. It's different rules for men. You gotta understand, we the king. There's some things y'all might not want to do, but it got to get done. I just can't do what you want me to do. I just can't. Uh, so... Yo, going down on chicks is fun. <laughs> like, am I missing something here? Yeah. Does he just think he's not worthy of giving them, th- like... It doesn't even sound like he's not interested in the act. He, it's the idea of him doing something for someone else. Yeah, it's almost more like um, like ceremonial in his eyes. Like it's 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 like sends a bad message. Like it's like alpha. It's like alpha You're not to, to please submissive. Girl? Like come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna tell everyone this. And I don't know the demographic because I don't have numbers outside of where people live. DJ Khaled is worth a lot of money. As far as his net worth goes, it is estimated to be around $20 million. And I couldn't name a song that he's ever produced or rapped in. Does he rap or does he just produce? I think he just goes, we the best. We the best. I like that. That's fun. Um, I that. But I will say that that probably has a lot to do with why he has whoever he has in his life. If you hold this mentality, I feel comfortable in saying that your relationship won't last long. And it's not even the mentality of not being able to go down on someone is that you're not willing to be do anything a, to g- please a giver. Someone? Yeah. Yeah. That's just a fucking bad way to go about life. And bu- bu- I will bu- 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 breaking news real quick. Mike Leak just struck out Shohei Otani on four pitches. Back to what you were saying. Ooh, I like that. I like it a lot. Oh, good. Shohei Otani got the shit boot out of him. Yep, also that. Mm, baby. Mm, that <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, baby. Um, I will also just say this. And I, and I asked my wife what she was comfortable with me talking about around this topic. <laughs> if you are a giver... It makes it so much better. And it, that whole experience, it just is absolutely magnified. Yeah. It is. Because if you don't, you might as well just be jerking off. Yeah. Like, also, I'm trying to think of the... Because this is not... I'm trying not, I'm trying to figure out how to wait that this doesn't come out polite. But, like, if you're not willing to do that, they're... This sounds brutal, but they're just a hole to you, right? Like, it's just about yes. you getting off. It's not... Exactly. Yeah. And that's not... And I don't know about you, um, but I've never enjoyed that. <laughs> Where it's just like, if ever I'm like doing the act of something like that, boning, and I just feel like they Love are just like... making? They are just there for me. That always makes me feel more self-conscious than anything else. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, sorry, I accidentally clicked a button on my computer, I was on Yelp. (laughs) (laughs) You're fine. We were talking about eating, so I got hungry. Yeah, no, DJ Khaled, uh, you're an idiot, uh, you, you definitely should change your mindset, and just take some unsolicited advice, bum fuzzies, you gotta be a giver. That's yeah. just that's just the best that's just the best thing you can do if you're in a committed relationship. Go Always be a giver. Down on your woman until you get lockjaw. Or she gives you the polite tap on the head and then you be gone. Or go on your man. Go down just go down on each other, everybody. You can do it together at the same time. 
You can also do it while standing up at the same time if you're strong enough. Just go down on each other. Just do it. Just do it. That's what Nike wrote this for, Mm -hmm. was for going down on each other. Just do it. Moving on, for those that don't know, there is a Super Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo uh, Chalmers. Who apparently on a daily basis was taking a shit on the high school football field. But here's the best part is he was, it was a high school football field, not in his, I guess, district. I'm not sure how you would classify it, but it was like the neighboring superintendent's school. It wasn't his own school, but he was taking a shit willfully every day on their football field. Yes. And this guy gets paid $150,000 a year. Which is way more than I thought those people made. Yeah. That's a fuck ton of money compared to like what teachers make and this guy makes that much money and uses it to Dude, take a shit on very expensive foods that make him take mighty shits i just love that they got the cops involved like someone's shitting on the field and then it was just like a successful dude who lives nearby <laughs> Yes. Like they yes. thought it was some tweaker. They thought it, it could have been like maybe multiple people. It was just someone involved at the highest ranks of the school system shitting on the fucking. Gotta say, I respect the guy. I'm just so confused on so many it. reasons. I feel like there has to be mental illness happening here or something. Oh, for sure. Um, right? Because it's just like, why would you do that? Like, there's no, there's nothing else other to explain. Like, outside of everything, logistically, you have the messiest asshole from that experience. I just thought of a pun, and then I didn't say it, and I'm so proud of myself. That's good. Thank you. I would have I would. More been people need curious. to be like me. Yeah, no one do puns. Puns are fucking stupid. Puns are stupid. If you respond to a tweet with a pun, you should just delete your Twitter. That should be a hard and fast rule. Yeah. So yeah, don't poop on a field either. Have you ever done a poop prank in high school? Yeah, I, I shit on the hood of some guy's car. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Yeah, I took a shit on this guy's ch- car. His name was Trevor, and then we hid in the woods. Full story, shit in a Wendy's bag, in the woods, turn it inside out, to smear it on the hood of his car. Hid in the woods by the tennis courts and waited for him to come out with me and my buddy, Corey and Scott. Sitting in the woods, he comes out after lacrosse practice. He sees the shit, and he just stands there for maybe 45 seconds without moving or saying anything, (laughs) just staring at it. He then gets a business card, (laughs) tries to scoop it off with the business card. Obviously, I mean, just to give you some context, the shit was probably the size of like a fucking sand dollar pancake. Yeah. Bends the card. Gets shit on his hand. <laughs> his friend Robbie is laughing at him because he got shit on his hand. Trevor then tries to throw the business card at Robbie. Business card boomerangs lands on Trevor's windshield. <laughs> <laughs> that story had everything. Yes. That story had absolutely everything. But can I explain the distinction? Yeah. I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> That's the age where you shit on people's cars. Now, this, I think, 
when you hear this story, it's going to make a lot of sense because you had a much more calculated version of doing this. And I think we've talked about a different way we play video games. I just <laughs> stood on the hood of a guy's car and shit on top of it. This is actually a perfect comparison as to how we play video games. Yeah, because you had a plan and you scoped it out. I, me and my friends, we went and uh, we wanted to fuck with this kid named Ryan Edelman, and we called him Anelman, boom roasted. Mm-hmm. And it was me. That's I a had pun. A, I had a friend named Scott uh, and Max who were doing it, and we we were fucking with. I forgot why we were fucking with this kid, but he did something that was worth fucking with. It wasn't like we were just picking on him for picking on him's sakes. Got got a good grade on his math quiz. Yeah, and he wouldn't share the fucking. <laughs> questions with us something like that <laughs> no i think he was i think he was mean to to a girl that we were friends with so we uh we fucked with him but i just stood on the hood of his mustang and took shit while it was in his driveway of his parents house jesus christ that's next level <laughs> yeah in trossacks which is a very big suburban community and then he ended up coming out when i was like getting jumping off and my friend max was like putting oreos on his car because i guess that ruins the paint i don't know and then he uh, chased after us and we ran off and you know that's incredible weird? you know it's weird how no there's no consequence to that like i thought eventually he would try to beat me up which i was ready for i think it would have been pretty even I think we both would have been in pain, but he never tried to beat me up for shitting on his car. Yeah. I mean, ultimately you win that fight, no matter what happens, he could literally F five you and he, he still has <laughs> shit on his hood. Yeah. And my fucking feet too. Gross. Yeah. You should just put <laughs> shit between your toes and then just do a cute little like grape mashing stomp like that. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Here's what everyone comes to the pod. Listen up, it's time for sports This shit's recorded How else are you supposed to know That this shit's important So there's plenty of things that have happened Since you and I have spoken I think that we should get the draft chat out of the way Because if, if you were to be a columnist Writing about the draft at this point It would be considered career suicide So let's just bang that out real quick I like the draft, boom, done <laughs> no, Hold on, we can do better than that um, it, was, okay, so it was as exciting as I thought it'd be do you, think this is the, do you think this is the best Do you think this is the best Bucks draft in years? Uh, I think it's, I think it can be up there. We'll see what, I don't know a whole lot about the late round guys. Uh, at this age, I don't really, it like you give me the top 50 and I know the guys pretty well. I mean, I used to be like deep into the third and fourth round, but I, I like it. It seems to be good, but everybody has a good draft. Can you win the draft in the late rounds though? I feel like it's just the first three picks. No, you can win it. I mean, you're a Seahawks fan. You should know that you can win in the late round. I don't know about that. Like I, I just see what you get in the first three rounds as far as that. So for the first, I mean, the first round are the people that are going to help you immediately. And then the yeah. later rounds, you, you can't judge for a couple of years, you know? Yeah. Cause they're the guys that you're going to groom, but the bucks got players at positions. I mean, there was a, I, there was a guy I really wanted, but he ended up slipping really, really far. So I'm kind of, I, I imagine he has something that I don't know about. It was Darius Geis. Uh, and he ended up going in the third round to the Washington Redskins. And uh, we got Ronald Jones from USC, who sounds fun, but he seems kind of one note. But we got Vita Vea, which I absolutely love. UW guy, uh, completely remade defensive line for the Bucks. Very, very excited. A lot of questions on what the Hawks are doing. They, they, man, they draft weird, and it hasn't mm-hmm. been working. It did work at one point, so who knows? You'll never know. But 
they uh they chose a really good running back who I felt like was one of those backs who was going to be the number two back. And then the whole process happened. So everyone kind of forgot about him. And then all of a sudden he got drafted in the first round. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. But I mean, he could be the running back they need. Yeah. It's, I it's mean, he's just, definitely so your, your, your atypical Seahawk running back. And it's, it's clear that Pete Carroll's kind of had the separation anxiety since Marshawn's left mm-hmm. left. And he really wants to get back into that run first mold. Cause let's be honest, like, if the Seahawks don't have a run game, they have an obvious game plan. Like if they don't have that double threat of the play action, it doesn't work. Russ, Russell Wilson's just—it's he's obvious, right? Yeah. So it's they—they they need to—they need to lead with the jab, and that running game has been the jab for them, and they just haven't been able to do that. So this is this them trying to reestablish and make sure that they have a strong running game, so that. If you look at a Russell Wilson highlight tape, typically his receivers are open by like fucking yards. <laughs> so yeah. that's typically like where he's the most successful is getting guys in the in the open, not in coverage. So yeah, I love what the Bucks did because they turned a number seven pick into the number twelve pick and two additional picks in the second round, which yes. we picked up secondary people, which we need, and we picked a guy that we were considering picking at seven anyway. So I'm very very excited for that. I think the Bucks could be a quick turnaround, and I think they're trying to follow the Philly Philadelphia Eagles defensive mold where you might not have the best cornerbacks in the world, but you get to the quarterback so fast that it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I like it. I'm excited. They pulled me back in. You take a Washington Husky in the first round. I mean, it's hard for – I think I'm the only one affected by it, but I love I love that pick. Right. It's Taylor who, made who, for all curbs. Who would you say had a good draft that we haven't talked about? I think the Browns had a better draft than people think they did. Ooh, that is controversial. I think, uh, I and I get it, and I hate it on their co- cornerback pick, but if he's a solid cornerback, he's their their draft is really really good. They got a quarterback, they got a running back, they got a cornerback, and they got defensive line help. They had so many picks in the first fifty. I think they had five in the first fifty. Uh, I think the Ravens had a really good draft. I think a lot of people are talking about with Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson could go be the best quarterback from this draft. Uh, I, I like that a lot too. I think if anything, it made the the Ravens interesting to watch. Yeah, very interesting. And Flacco's bad. Yeah, but like you know he's, he's not. You know he's going to play next season. He's going to play, but I'm not sure for how long. I hear you. He's yeah. He definitely is going to play, and it's definitely his fucking job. Farewell to her. Yeah, but once you put Lamar Jack, I mean, Lamar Jackson's so fucking good, dude. If he, can I think I honestly thought that he's better than fucking Baker Mayfield. I thought Baker Mayfield and him were fighting for the top, but I think Lamar Jackson got so weird in the draft process by representing himself and not being willing to run and not doing everything he could do at his pro day. I think that turned people off, and also the whole idea that he's a receiver is fucking dumb. Kind of racist. Yeah, one hundred percent. He people say that he's. <laughs> too short but he's like six two like fuck yourself bill polian yeah who started that yeah i was just scared he was gonna go to the pats like i was frightened that he was gonna go to the patriots i won five six dollars because he went in the first round so i was jumping for joy when the ravens traded back in because i seahawks picked a fucking quarterback for the patriots i fucking you did it, it. you were right <laughs> you were I right Fucking knew that was gonna happen. Ooh, you I know who might have got a steal was fucking the Pittsburgh Steelers. They drafted Mason Rudolph in the third round, and a lot of people thought he was gonna go in the first. 
I feel like every year the Steelers should get more props than they ever get. I feel like no one ever talks about them, and they always get like pro bowlers whenever they draft. Because they draft, they they do what the Seahawks have did for a couple of years, but they do it more consistently than them, and it's draft perfectly for their team. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, eh, because they're not thinking about it. But once you plug them into the Steelers, it's just like the Patriots. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Other than that, yep, I yep, thought yep. the. I thought the Niners did good. They did a good job of measuring like the your first pick being like a premium position since there weren't that many tackles and need. I thought they did good balancing that. So and they picked Dante Pettis, who I think is going to catch two thousand touchdowns from Jimmy GQ, and I love it. Yeah, man, love Dante sure. Pettis. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Mariners uh, are off to one of the best months they've had to begin the season. In a long time. Yeah. And I'm loving it. I think they're 18 and 12 right now. Which is funny. So. Two years ago, they were 18 and 12 in April. Fun fact. And it was a fun year, I remember. It was a very fun. The last, I mean, the last three years for the Mariners has been very fun. Mm-hmm. It's funny how quickly yeah. people get spoiled because the Mariners have been so bad for so long that I get why people are so hungry for a winner. But we've been a game out. Do you remember when the season was over in June? Yes. For a long time? Yes. Like, it's hard to be upset with the Mariners being one game out of the playoffs for the last two years. Yes, it's disappointing we don't make it in, but I think we have a chance at the wild card this year. That's why I didn't care about the interception in the Super Bowl, dude, because I'm like, I got a full year of entertainment. Like, what more could I ask for? Yeah, you can't. I mean, I get being upset, but at the same time, you did good. Yeah. You did good, kid. And we're so close. And Mitch Hanna is so game sick. Out. And Zanino is still clubbing dingers, and his average is going to come up. And Kyle Seeger didn't have his terribly ice-cold April like he always has. And Nelson Cruz is still Nelson Cruz. And Robinson Cano is still Robinson I Cano. I actually think And D-fucking Gordon. Dude, D-fucking Gordon. I actually think that um, Kyle Seeger's start is the difference maker. I think so, too. This first time they depended on him in, the, in April. He's had yeah, some I, clutch hits for us. I tried to pretend I was smart one day. And I looked at the WRC pluses of the three guys, Seeger, Cano, Cruz, mm-hmm. last season. There was like maybe one month where they both, where two of them had a WRC plus above 100. Interesting. So I think that that just plays a huge fucking part. And I will say that Mitch Hanniger's WRC plus right now is 173 and his isolated power numbers is at 355 and he's fucking slugging 654. (laughs) Yeah. He's fucking unbelievable, dude. He's unbelievable. The weird thing is like everyone's like, they're like, he's going to, he's going to dip. His offensive war is 10, 10 games. Oh, on pace right now? Yes. That would be fucking ridiculous. I mean, how many 10 war seasons has there been in the last 10 years? Three? Even Jerry even Jerry DePoto said that he feels that he's going to dip. Um, but I would just be curious as to when. I mean, you can't be Barry Bonds forever. Right. I, I hate I hate the they'll regress mentality. But of course he's going to dip. But how far is he going to dip? we haven't seen this is going to be his first full year healthy knock on wood i think he's going to be good throughout i think he's gonna be an all-star i think it's gonna be great i agree with you couldn't be more excited love d gordon love that ichiro is no longer uh on the team but i love that he's still involved 
with the team in a capacity because he's my favorite Mariner of all time. Can I can I say that I actually give the Mariners credit for how they handled the situation? Ooh, you might be the only one. I actually think that it probably should have been earlier. I'm not debating that. But it but regardless of your personal feelings, whether how strong they be, whether if you're a diehard baseball fan or just a casual fan that remembers Ichiro from yesteryear, um I think that they handled the situation just fine. Maybe it could have been earlier, but what they decided to do with him was very just had a lot of dignity behind it for him. For someone that was a huge part of the organization for I mean, he defined the early 2000s for the Mariners. So I I just think that like, yeah, I get it. He's a commodity. And if he's not producing, then we need to go a different direction. But he's also a human being. So the fact that we we treated him with that level of respect, you know, my I tip my hat. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Nothing else to add to that. Yeah, and I didn't know. I didn't realize I thought that way until I just um, I just was thinking about it. I do want to say that fucking for those that don't know, James Paxton struck out sixteen people the other night and lost, and I don't think I laughed harder. <laughs> it was just like. Oh he, man. he ascended to Felix level because he had yeah. the, the incredible start ruined by the bullpen, which has been one of our strongest points. So it's like hard to even yeah. be mad at them because they've been so good this year. But oh, it, it was, was the offense's very, fault. Yeah, 100%. it was the offense's fault. Yeah, it was just like you. I just started cracking up. Like, of course, of course, that fucking happened. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on. Speaking of, somebody I would love to bring into the Mariners' fold is Matt Harvey has been DFA'd by the Mets because he is not, he wasn't, didn't accept a minor league assignment, so they're DFAing him. Yes. Which I when would love to take a When do you think was the last, last year that, actually, he had a war at 1-9 in two, 2016. But the last year he was truly the Matt Harvey namesake, Matt Harvey, was 2015. For sure. And then yeah. he came back from Tommy John. He hasn't been the same since. But you never know. Sometimes it takes people a year. Sometimes it takes people two or three years. Tommy John's fucking crazy, dude. I was, I'm was. i reading the book by Jeff. It might, is Passan how you save it? Passan? I don't know. Do you know, know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but I don't know how to say the, it. The Yahoo columnist. It's called The Arm, and it talks about Tommy. It's just basically about Tommy John surgery. Do you know that, like, it's taking a ligament out of your leg or a fucking cadaver to yeah. reconstruct your elbow. It's insane how people are even coming back and still pitching with it. It's, it's fucking, it's a foreign object duct taping your shit together, uh-huh. and you're expected, and it, it just like your 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 body is doing something it's not anatomically supposed to do. Like Science. you're not, you're not supposed to do that to your arm. Like, it, what you're doing is against fucking evolution. And then they like, do it, and then you go and you perform the same activity that made you need it in the first place, and they expect you to be perfect afterwards. They've come a long ways. Tommy John used to be the end of a career. Yeah. Did you know that uh, R.A. Dickey does not have a UCL? That's probably why he fucking shot puts the yeah. <laughs> fucking ball. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have one. Anyways, Matt Harvey... My my Matt Harvey memory, and I know that we wanted to talk about a number of things, is it was I thought it was a very compelling storyline when they were in the World Series, and I think it was against the Royals, and he was dominating, 
and he was going through the rota- he was going through the order for the third time, and I even think it was the ninth inning, but you could see him in the dugout making his case to come back out. Mm-hmm. And he was doing great. And he did that and fucking lost the game. And that was like the last time I ever heard of Matt Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes arms falls off, man. Yeah, but I feel like I agree with you. I think that based off what we have, I mean, there's an experiment there. He is a fucking dick, though, right? Like, we need to be he mindful He seems like a that. real fucking jag, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think that I think that he could be fun. Um, he's got good ground ball rate numbers. So, yeah, if you want an Aaron, I'm on board. I want him. I want him more than I want Erasmo Ramirez. Bring him on. Bring him on. Yeah, here. so... The other one that I wanted to talk about, I don't really care about Joey Bats. He's in the Braves. If you want to say anything more than that, we can. I like um, him. I think he's fun. He's at the end of his career, so he's not as good as he used to be, but I like watching him fucking slap some Tammies and smash some taters and slap some dongs, baby. And I will say that the Braves are actually killing it in the NLE, so he could be a good veteran presence. He could be. He could be a very good veteran presence. The last one that I'll talk about is Cliff Averill on the Seattle Seahawks was released today because he had a spinal slash head injury. Um, Cliff Averill always seemed like a really cool guy. He's Haitian, and he had a huge uh, organization that brought a lot of money as well as resources to the island of Haiti to help the locals. Especially after that earthquake. Yeah, and that's just a fucking cool thing to do. And And he's brought, like, Seahawks there, and he's not one of those people that is just looking for a tax form to get a tax break on his income. You can see that he's very dedicated to the cause. And I will say this also, the Super Bowl that the Seahawks won, he fucking above and beyond was the MVP of that game. And if he, yeah, I totally agree. Also, if yeah. you think about it, he might be the most rich Haitian. Maybe him or Wycliffe Jean. Oh, Wycliffe Jean probably got him beat. Or Pierre yeah. Garçon. Or Pierre Garçon. But Wycliffe Jean has a shark tank in the back of his Hummer. Yeah, duh. Why wouldn't you? Yes. We got a question. Okay. Oh, yeah. Question time. I like that. We have two questions. Uh, one from Brian Pay saying, can you explain where Felix and Mike Leake stand with advanced metrics after their most recent starts? And <laughs> you know where to go for that hot XWOBA, baby. Next question. Curtis yeah. McGrew from Colorado asks, Sounds like a made-up name, but I actually know who this guy is. <laughs> Curtis McGrew. What is your mm-hmm. favorite cheese? Can I actually say that I feel like Felix Hernandez is doing a wonderful job being the pitcher, the best pitcher he can be? I think, can I just do that? I think he's put us in position to win every game but one. I think maybe he might have had a second bad start, but yes. we, we don't need him to get two. With this offense, if he gets four, Four in six innings. It's not good on the ERA, but we're in a position to win. Good. I like that his ERA is high right now because of that shit start because people don't fucking see it coming. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do I'm it. with that. Give me a four um, ERA from him, and I'm happy as a clam. That's his. I, I will say that my favorite Felix memory forever now, even the perfect game, was when he quick pitched the other night and ended up fucking beaning the guy. <laughs> I rewatched it because you told me to. It was fucking great. It's, it looks like that's he just tr- decided to do that. <laughs> just it's to throw it so right at funny. Him. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, his K through nine right now is seven. Which is, yeah. That's really respectable. It's very respectable for a guy who has as much fucking mileage on his arm that you have. You know? Yeah, dude. 
It's fucking. It's super. I'm. I'm good with it. I, I mean, it. he didn't even get into like the nine k territory until like 2013. Oh, God, I love him. I just. I hope he wins. Can you imagine how good he would be if he had? Like how many win- wins are dumb, but it would be so fun to see how much he'd pile up if he had the offense he has this year behind all those offenses he had prior during his prime. Yeah, it'd be crazy. no. It would be it would be it would be a guaranteed win. Guaranteed. As far as Mike Leak goes, I mean he's an inning eater. Like, what do you guys want more than that? Like, don't you want a guy that's just going to keep you in it and eat a bunch of innings? Like, that's why he's here. Yeah, you got to have one of those. That's all you want. Yeah, I know that. I know that we were just glossing through that, and there was there was undertone to that question that I'm choosing to ignore. <laughs> but yeah, that's my opinion on the Mariners. Is that is how about this as a summary? Those guys are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Yep. Also, what's your favorite cheese? <sighs> Provolone, I think, is like a secret, really good cheese that no one gives enough credit for because it has that like richness to it right yep um is that like the dark circular one am i getting that one right Parvalon's a white cheese no okay so which one am i thinking of how dark you talking just like a dark like kind of like a yellow um dude i don't know cheese is so hard all of it's good there isn't a cheese i used to not like blue cheese but i like blue cheese now all of a sudden uh I, I can't choose, man. I t- just today I had Gruyere, I had cheddar, I had some Parmesan, I had some. I actually think I also had I cottage think, cheese, underrated cottage cheese is delicious. I think that cheddar cheese is kind of like the filet mignon of cheeses. Because you don't like it. No, just because you can like that's like the novices cheese. Yeah, I get what you mean, but I also love cheddar cheese. Yeah, of course. Like on a fucking burger, you can. Eat it and shoot terrorists. Gouda, Gouda Gouda's is what shit. I was. I'm really Gouda. into Gruyere right now. Yeah, Gouda's fucking great. You melt that shit on like a breakfast sandwich. Ooh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like you're at a fancy Paris restaurant. With bacon. Yeah, it's so fucking good. That's what I meant. Gouda cheese. That's the shit. Tell us um, what your favorite cheeses are, bum fuzzies, because we are starting hot for season two. Yeah, but you don't have to do that because I don't really give a shit. Hey. <laughs> You can uh, you can tweet me always because I love interacting. I, d- I, I, didn't I love th- interacting too. I didn't I think I was getting into another cheese. podcast where the you know the co-host hates people interact with them on Twitter. That's not true. Oh. I just don't want to fucking hear about your goddamn cheese. Well, I'm sorry that that's how you choose to live your life, but it's not how I choose to live my life. I want to eat now. We should. You want? I want to watch wanna... the. I want to watch the Mariners game. What's the score? Oh. Speaking of Mariners, okay. shall we dedicate? Yeah, I'm going to let you segue it. There's really not a whole lot of segue. <laughs> so we are, <laughs> we're going to pretend to be emotional about Ichiro My because face. he's clearly retiring. Like, he's let's done. fucking be honest. It's done. It's done. So in his honor, we are going to, instead of use our typical song, outro the show with a cover of Katy Perry's Roar by a Japanese chick. So we love you, Ichiro. We love you, Bum Fuzzies. Keep listening. We enjoy all the interaction. So happy to be back. And uh, yeah, happy. let's keep it going. Happy season two, Ichiro. You're my favorite Mariner of all time. You probably will never be unseated. 
God rest. That's not true. God, I guarantee he will. I guarantee he will be unseated. Don't speak ill of the dead. As soon as Felix retires, that's what you're going to say. God rest. You're right. God rest your soul, <laughs> Ichiro. Yes. Rate, review, like, subscribe. RTRTRT. Bye. RTRTRT. とりきり膝抱えて涙流し自分なんてちっぽけすぎて本当の気持ちなんて呆れせる余裕もなくて作り笑いをして全て受け止めてあなたのいいなりになることでしか私の Bye.